Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Yes, we are open. So pull up a chair and hang out with us while we talk about beer, spirits, shenanigans, and all the fun stuff in between. Welcome to the Pubcast. Welcome to the second episode of the Pubcast. We are your hosts. I'm Dell. And I'm Lauren. And on today's episode, we got a little special guest. Hello. Danny Bynum here. How you doing? He is our pubologist. For those who are listening to the first episode, he is the guy that's going to be making some magic with some of our products. But before we get to that, Lauren, would you like to give us a little fun fact? Fun fact of the day. Beer contains an ample amount of vitamin B, so therefore, beer is good for you. Yeah, I've been so telling everyone that drink it all the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> of course, in quantities, right? Once you reach a certain peak, then the vitamin sort of becomes like null and void. So you have to do it in in nice little ample amounts before you can really get the effect of vitamin B. And eh, just go for it. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Mr. Danny Bynum. Yes. We're going to get to know you, buddy. All right. Uh, so, first and foremost, how long have you been here at Del Baba? Next July will be 10 years. I started July 13th, I think, in 13. So, yeah, coming yeah. up on a decade here next July. That's awesome. Yeah, it's That's been pretty a little good, bit. It's flew by. Uh, so, you started in Beaumont? I did. We, uh, when I moved back to Texas from Nevada, that's where I started the beer business in the late 90s. Uh, it was a Coors, Coors Brewing House, so mm-hmm. Del Papa, but the Coors. So uh, when I moved back to Texas, that's all I knew. You know, So I wanted to go work for Coors in Beaumont. And when I saw the facility there versus Del Papa, I knew you had to at least go apply at Del Papa because, you know, it just had the look of professionalism. The equipment, the, uh, the the suits people wear, the organization looked like they actually put some money back into the company. So yeah. it took me four interviews just to get the normal job of selling beer after I already had 12 years experience. But at that time, Del Papa was really tough to get into. And it uh, took a lot of interviews and re-interviews and going back and finally got hired as a Retail service rep for on-premise in the Port Arthur area. And uh, a couple of years after that, got into consulting in the on-premise a little bit. And then when Galveston opened up a position to be special event coordinator, I wanted to be in Galveston from the beginning. That's mm-hmm. why I came here in, I think, January 2015. That's okay. right. So that's where I started in the coastal market. And, you know, we did some craft beer for a while. Right, two row. Uh, two row did, did this thing really impactful for a little bit, and then the industry changed. And uh, after that, during our our epidemic, I got into the non-alcoholics for a little bit, and learned a whole lot there. And the very competitive market that is. And then this year, spirits opened up a little bit for us, and uh, that's what we're doing now. So it's been really fun, very educational. And uh, really excited to see what next year, the next five years is going to look like at Del Papa with our new, you know, things happening next year. So super excited. Okay. 
So I know, uh, at least for myself, like I think I dealt with you a little bit when you were in Beaumont. Like oh. I saw your name pop up periodically, but I really didn't get to start getting to know you, talk to you until you came here and was doing special events. Yeah. But I feel like even then, when you did start, like down here, that was when I started noticing just all the stuff you were making, like your 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 mixes and you know your food pairings. Uh, oh yeah, he's you know? a chef too, guys. Yeah, he's um, a chef. I learned honestly of that. So not to interrupt you, but no, good, go ahead. Craft beer been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Started on the West Coast. I'm saying the '80s craft beer. '80 was like here in 2000, right? But I didn't drink do any craft beer out there. So when I come back here. Del Papa, craft beer, Carbach, Hopadillo. I didn't mm-hmm. know what an IPA was. I didn't like it either. But <laughs> same. Um, we can all agree to that. You know, we know this guy named Jeff Wheeler, who is the biggest craft nerd, food nerd that anyone knows at Del Papa, and he got me into how you taste food with beer. He got me a book. He shared all the books that he already read and told me about what he did before he started Del Papa, traveling the world to Europe, learning about beer. Wow. That's just, just deep. So anyways, the, he got me into making food, deciding on what kind of food you make, what the beer you already have, vice versa. You know, wine, anything can be paired with food. But Definitely. I got to give a lot of that uh, to Jeff to get me to nerd out. Then I started liking different beers that my taste buds didn't really like before mm-hmm. because you know I like food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, absolutely. Yes, well, I, I appreciate the compliment. But, yeah, I got into it really late. And, you know, I think a lot of people have been drinking craft beer a lot longer than me. But if I could take something I like already, which is great food, and now you can enjoy alcohol in a different way every time. I mean, that's where it's at. Yeah. So. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. What, what was your, the first one out the gate with? For craft beer? For craft, yeah. You're, yeah. What was well, the one that got it for you? Okay, well, I had craft beer a while back. It was a Boston lager, and I didn't, it was way too hoppy and strong for me then. That was like the early 90s. But honestly, Blue Moon Belgian White Ale yeah. That is some good stuff. Yeah, Coors Brewing came out with it as a test market in Reno, Nevada, where I was started the whole beer business, and we were one of like five cities. Mm-hmm. And it blew up. This thing you couldn't see through, it poured almost like a syrup, and you put an orange in it. Like, you got to be <laughs> kidding me. And it was really good. So I got hooked on that kind of craft beer when I was, you know, on the West Coast. When I came back here, though, you know, the, uh, the Carbach... Was it, no, it was the Amber Ale from St. Arnold. That was the one oh, that okay. it, it was darker but easy to drink. It was before I had a Shiner or we even had Zeke. Well, we might have had Ziegenbach by then. But, yeah, just the normal Amber Ale from St. Arnold was one of the ones I had here at a Pint Jockeys in Beaumont, my, mm-hmm. like my first month working there. I'm like, wow, that's really actually good. And it was uh, that's where it started for me. But then the... What was the pumpkin beer was so big in that time? The Crunkin' Pumpkin from yeah. Carbock. Oh, yeah, Crunkin' Pumpkin, yeah. Then I got into seeds. was like, pumpkin can be good in a beer. So I started in July. I got into craft beer around August, September, mm-hmm. and the Oktoberfest and Seedle beer started kicking in. So it was perfect time for me to get into it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, that's really got the amber started me, but now it's everything in between for the craft beer for sure. So you kind of landed – 
in the middle of the light and dark scale yep. of your craft beer journey. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I, I started in, in the front because I was, uh, we had talked about our our early beers because we, we didn't start really drinking beers until we got here. Yeah, I didn't we, we were more beer really at well, all. How old were y'all when y'all started here? Oh, yeah, I was... Were you 20? You weren't 21. No, right? I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> so there, that's a good reason why I wasn't drinking like beer like that. But it's true. Like I just didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. But I mean, yeah, we were talking about our first beers. And my my very first beer was Bud Light Lime. Okay. So. Yeah. Still a good mine beer. mine was Fat Tire. And it was good, but it didn't really get the hooks in me until again until I started working here in Bud Light Lime. You know, we got our we get our case every Christmas, so that was my safety. Like, okay, it's a light a light of light beers. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll start there. But I mean, I was of age. I just I was more of a liquor guy. I just didn't have a beer. I didn't. I guess for me, I didn't want to invest in beers just to not like them. Yes. So yeah. I'm I'm like okay, I'm just I'm fine with liquor. And then started you know starting from Bud Light line to creeping up and I think we ended up talking about uh Saint Arnold Santo. Oh there you go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we went from another forgotten great one. I know. For sure. Yep. Yep. So good. So uh so you talked about uh pint jockeys. So for those listening that don't know what pint jockeys is, it was a great moment. It was what, every other Thursday, right? Man, was it that frequent? No. Maybe like no. once once a month. Every third Thursday. Every, Every third, third Thursday. Thursday. Every third there Thursday. You what well, you you come down, you, you get drink tickets and a little glass. And there was like maybe like what's like six, five, six beers? Yeah, about six beers. Yeah, a little six beers you can just sample, try, you know, no cost. But I I loved those because I got introduced to so much different kinds of beer because of that. Some were awesome, some not so much. I don't remember what it was, but there was one that I, it was the last one on the list, and it was the darkest one. I'm like, I cannot drink this, but I have to drink it. Like, I just, it's a full glass. So I'm sitting there with crackers, like, I'll take a sip and eat a cracker, take a sip and eat a cracker, just trying to drink (laughs) it. It was just so rough, but I feel like now if I went back, I could, I could drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Taste must change for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but that was that's one of those things though that we were talking about about Del Papa, how you have all these opportunities to try stuff, you know, Very like true. to expand your palate. Um. Now is is that around the time that you really started diving deep with make? Okay, so when you were making things, were you just making things for yourself, or were you making things more involved for Del Papa? Originally, just for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't even a big social media person then. I just, uh, you know, when my mom, she's, she's a big foodie as well. So I'd do things at the house, uh, at their place on the weekends, have her try it out. She'd help me, you know, make things even a little bit better. But nice. I, it was just more of a family me thing. And then when I moved to, to Galveston, everywhere you went, you could do something pretty neat with that. You know, yeah. there's so much craft beer in a small area on the island when I moved here. Uh, it was easy to do, you know. So, yeah. and you know, they had some great events on the island all the time. You know, once a month they're doing a, a food and beer pairing somewhere, and we were doing two rows. So it was, I learned as much as I tried to 
make things kind of inventful as I, I learned just from other people doing it everywhere in this community when that craft beer was really big. You know, and craft beer still does really, really well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we had 20 suppliers, I think, at the height of the, the two-row uh, time frame, and they were all moving. You know, they yeah. were, everyone wanted something new, something different, every mm -hmm. different style. And we, we had them all. It was really probably one of the funnest parts of this of this anywhere at Del Papa right now is that that two row we got to go to Bell's Brewing in Kalamazoo we got to go to Austin to sell this brewing we got to go to Washington DC for the craft brewing conference like oh the the, the big festival in Colorado the great American beer festival oh, we nice. attended that so much stuff we learned and got to see and meet it's it was really a good time good experience learned a whole lot and you know, craft beer still does really well, but now we have, you know, four or five big players that are doing the best with us, and that's just the way our business model is, and it does really well for us and for our suppliers, too, I think. So yeah. I do still enjoy it, but the calories I'm trying to – spirits are easier on me. Yeah. So I'm glad we got into spirits a couple of years ago, and now we're really getting into it. But, yeah, craft beer, anywhere I go, that's always going to be a go-to, you know, on the menu or – you know, you know, I'm not eating anything. You can always find a good craft beer now, uh, yeah. anywhere you go. So it's very, it's very nice to have these kind of options, even in Texas now. I really feel Texas would late to the craft game, but they're definitely, you know, like everyone else now. And you can find a great can or draft pretty much, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, I didn't really get into craft until two row. Yeah. Like I didn't. I feel like I didn't know much about it i mean you see like different brands and stuff and they do kind of scare you if you don't know if you're not familiar with them but yeah if it wasn't for two row and having those pint jockey moments um i probably yeah i'd probably still be in the dark yeah because that uh you know going back to like the ipa thing right yeah i feel like if, for a new person with beer you know you're starting off with something really really light anything beyond that that's craft you ask anyone like oh that's real hoppy that's that's an IPA, right? Like no, that's not an IPA. It's just a craft beer. You yeah, know, it's a little little more right. on there on the on the flavor there, but uh, so it was very like uh, intimidating. I guess, to, to go on to craft from starting way down here at the bottom. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Turo Turo made that happen, and yeah, I'm that's thankful where, for it. <laughs> that's where I think I am now with uh, with spirits. Is I'm tiptoeing, you know. Uh, I might like bourbon, you know, vodka, whatever, but there's a there's a whole world out there that we're just now getting into that it's it's very exciting and there's so much to learn. There's history, there's processes that make all of them unique and yeah, I got to yeah, this is a great position for me, but I I'm on some type of platform every day reading and learning something because the game changes every day. There's new suppliers every day, and what's hot changes all the time too. Yeah. Right? So it's, yeah, it's really exciting, and um, we can always find something different and unique that the customer is going to like as well. That really helps us have that edge in the market is too, I believe. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, so yeah, as it's, as consumers of spirits, where do y'all's go to? As like a, as, drink. as a drinker, like if you're going out to a bar and you oh. want a mixed drink. Honestly, I'm kind of not a mixed drink kind of girl, but you know I do love some tequila. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I am down for, you know, a shot of tequila every once in a while. Put down me for May, please. We will do tequila. Yes. Cinco. Come on. I, I, I'll be watching. <laughs> I do not do well with tequila. The last, I'll take yours. My last tequila experience was at the Golden Nugget in Louisiana. And all the girls wanted you know shots of tequila and i'm just standing there with my wife i'm like i don't want tequila she goes they bought it already so we're in the pool and so what i what i was doing was i was dipping down as i was drinking in the pool and just dump it in the pool (laughs) and come up and just pretend like oh it burns you know whatever but yeah i can't do tequila just the smell sometimes is it gets me it's Acquired taste. It is. It and you know, is. I don't know about you, Lauren, or you all, uh, Dale, but when I was turning 21, getting into bars and trying things, the darker tequila was grosser to me because you got Cuervo and Cuervo Gold. Oh. And that's a rough, that was rough for me to drink. And then you see like the Don Julio's of the world and they're clear. Mm-hmm. And now you're thinking, well, clear must mean tequila is the smoothest when it's a clear liquid. Well, we've all learned now that, you know, the quality of the tequila, the darker you get really is a smoother tequila. The Reposados, the Anejos, the extra mm-hmm. Anejos. That's, mm-hmm. that's, the extra Anejo is a $150 bottle pretty much everywhere. And you could sip it like you're sipping bourbon. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I was really... Uh, misguided when I first going into the bars learning the on-premise as a consumer I thought darker tequila was the rougher they gave you the worst feelings in the morning and I was completely <laughs> the complete opposite right? yeah. absolutely <laughs> absolutely so. Um, so you're so you're saying you're tequila you're a tequila guy no actually that's probably I don't really go to that one that often yeah. I mean, it's good I mean you know we uh, I'm a huge old-fashioned mm-hmm. fan and that's okay. new. Just DTO opened in Galveston. That was where I really tried a, a good one. So I'm very new to even trying old fashioned. That that the mixture of the bitters with the cherry and the little bit of the little sugar cube and bourbon and little orange peel, all that together just makes sense to me. It's perfect taste. Mm-hmm. So what I did do with tequila recently is I've learned you can take a reposado or a anejo and make an, a Mexican old fashioned. Ooh, I would be down to try that. It's delicious. <laughs> Sign me up. So uh, I'm an old-fashioned man, but doesn't mm-hmm. mean that uh, you know you can do it with uh, cognac. You can do it with uh, a scotch. Just those ingredients to me, the the orange, the bitters, and the sugar. I guess goes with any spirit. You know, maybe it's not. Maybe it's called a new fashion now. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, bourbon old fashions where it's at are just a neat or on on, on a rock bourbon. I could sip one little bourbon for 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. It's relaxing. You know that feeling you get when you drink a glass of wine. It could be a beer for you, but you relax. Your face gets a little bit warm, and you can just kind of like decompress. That's bourbon for me. Nice. 100%. Yeah, I I would lean in that that same area. As, as a young man, not knowing my limits, vodka Red Bulls was my <laughs> drink of choice going on. And yeah, to this day, I still can't really do a vodka Red Bull anymore. It, it's just, it's too much. But uh, I have learned, you know, like, uh, my grandfather was big in Jack and Cokes. Never knew what a Jack and Coke was until I tried one. You know, I'm like, oh, my grandfather drinks this, so I'm going to try it, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I started drinking it, and that that was my sipper was a Jack and Coke, 
but when I got COVID, like in the height of COVID, I stopped drinking sodas. So I've been sort of on the search for a new sipper okay. because that took away my sodas. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to figure something else out now when I go out. Did you find something? One I found was a whiskey ginger. A whiskey ginger cocktail? Yes. Okay. Uh, but I learned with that one, it depends on what the whiskey is. Because the one that we tried was uh, Southern Comfort, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was good. Like, I, I, there was no burn. You just taste the ginger. with You taste the whiskey. But, you know, it was just a really good balance. I don't remember what the, what the, the ginger part was, but... Uh, I went somewhere that following weekend, and I'm like, hey, give me a, give me a whiskey ginger. And they're like, okay, what kind do you want? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. And so he picked uh, Buffalo Trace, and all I could taste was that. Like, Really? Yeah, like it overpowered that ginger beer so much that I, was, I felt like I was just drinking out of the bottle at that point. Isn't well, Buffalo Trace like one of those sipper drinks, though? It's, it's, no, it's a solid... 90 proof or above, solid bourbon. Hmm. Now, Southern Comfort might be a lower alcohol. Maybe it's a blend. I'm, I'm not familiar with it, but maybe because you didn't like the high alcohol, maybe with the ginger. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know either. Because Buffalo is like, that's, that's top notch. Mm-hmm. But is, is, and it didn't blend well with the ginger at all with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, someone said, well, maybe Southern Comfort's a little sweeter. That's what I was thinking. To be that too, like but, a higher corn bill that makes it mm-hmm. a sweeter. Yeah. Uh, might be a whiskey versus a bourbon. Yeah. yeah. You know, bourbon's only 51% corn, but whiskey can be, I think, a lot higher. And that may where it's at for you is a, is a higher corn bill, mash type of spirit. Yeah. yeah. So, again, like, like what we were saying, you know, this is one of those moments where we're just learning. Yeah. <laughs> we're learning what our, what our drinks are. Um, so, yeah. So, speaking of learning, you're going to make us a drink today, huh? Yes, so I want to talk about uh, one of our great supplier partners we have at Del Papa Distributing and available in all three territories because we do have three territories at Del Papa. Um, Victoria, uh, (laughs) our coastal market of Pearland, Galveston, you know, all the way up to pretty much Pearland down to the water, you know, Keeman down to the water, that's us. And then, you know, we have 17 counties in, in the Beaumont area. No, not 17, but we have... We're pretty much against the water from Sabine to Port O'Connor. That's, yeah. that's our Del Papa footprint. And some of our suppliers we don't have in all three territories, but this one we do. So this is called Gentle Bend Spirits, and this is a line from Persetto Spirits. So we'll talk about Persetto. Persetto is the actual company that makes these fine spirits. We have the Gentle Bend line. We also have the Reveal um, the reveal line of their spirits is more of your in-the-well option for your bars, a little more economical, gotcha. so we can compete with those, uh, just with those well, mm-hmm. very good liquid as well. Just the process is not as processed as long, and we'll talk about the process too. So, reveal, gentle bend are their two different lines for now, but Persetto Spirits is the technology. So, they're located in Alvin, Texas, and. Um, For the last eight years now, they started eight years ago perfecting this process. Um, The the founder, Ricky Ford, he, uh, his father had a process in the oil and gas industry at a molecular level, created this vacuum to take out certain impurities 
in the process for the plants. Well, his father learned you could probably do that with spirits as well, but never really made it into a, a thing. Mm-hmm. But Ricky, years later, got back on it. So eight years ago, he teamed up with a uh, engineer from for NASA that was uh, a graduate from Texas A&M, Dr. Mosier. Uh, Benjamin Mosier was his name. So Dr. I mean, General Ben is t- Benjamin. That is his technology. Okay. So he invented this machine with Ricky from what his dad had done as a kid uh, to make this molecular level vacuum that takes out they're called conagers in the spirits that make you not feel so well. And okay. the sharp burn, it takes both those factors out. They call it polishing the liquid. That's Prosetto spirits. So that's what they do. They'll bring in bulk tanks from other people. They'll polish their liquid, resell it back to them. And if you're in Kentucky selling a vodka, now you have the smoothest vodka and you put your own label on it. That's their main business. Wow. But about two years ago, they're like, you know what? We should probably just make our own line and let's get into the the retail game and have a tasting room. And that's what they did. So that's what we're getting. They don't do any mashing, brewing. They don't take grain there and make liquid. Most of your vodka in the United States don't either. Your Tito's, your Deep Eddies of the world, no one makes their own liquid. They get their liquid wholesale from a big company. There's three in the United States that do this. They bring it in and they process it on their own their way. Now it's a big vodka. So that's what they do too. They haul in a high grade vodka. They do their own polishing technique to it. Then they bottle it. And that's what we do is we will try side by sides and we'll try competition first. And you want to focus on the burn. Then you try the gentle bin, either the gin, the vodka or the bourbon. And you can tell 100% is smoother and you can taste more of the ingredients after that so it kind of opens up the ingredients past the alcohol that's the process so um yeah they call polishing or craft technology that's gentle bend spiritual percent spirits and alvin so beautiful tasting room open five days a week now out there on highway 517 between dickinson and alvin if you haven't been out there you got to check it out so yeah that's a little bit about their technology and their history and we joined with them, I think we're about 18 months in now with them as a partner, and they've got some great support in the market. Uh, people that are doing samplings every weekend, so great support. And uh, they had their first golf tournament this year that was, went really, it was really successful. So they're good partners, and they got great liquid, and I just wanted to try one of their basic drinks today. Um, we'll talk about the gin a little more in depth now, if that's okay with y'all. Yeah. So, yeah. What they did with the gin was, most of your gins out there are very high botanical, mostly juniper. If you know what the juniper smell is, mm-hmm. it tastes like a earth mixed with pine needles in my nose. But, you know, some people love that gin taste, but I, I'm not a big fan of it. And I don't think most of the general public is either. So what they do with their gin is they mix it with, it's 50% botanical and then 50% citrus of lemon and lime flavors. Mm natural flavors so you get a very citrus forward gin with this so it's easier to drink by itself and blends very well with your dirty martinis or however you make it so it's a very citrus forward smooth gin and that burn is very low so that's their 
uh, gentleman gin and what we'll mix today is a little uh, uh, just a little bit of lemon and lime a little citrus uh, mix with our our gin and we'll top it off with our uh, sparkling water it's called Mineragua from Haritos which is a brand we sell as well and uh, we'll see what y'all think about it okay. nice so I'm gonna ask you a question while you're setting up there all right so like my whiskey ginger story you know are there are some gins better than other gins for mixing like are there different kinds of gins for different kinds of drinks or is it sort of an overall a gin drink is a gin drink you know if that's the one spirit I, I'm I'm not the best knowledgeable on yet but I can tell you before we got this what I drank I stayed away from the beef eaters and the the blue sapphires, they're way too earthy for me. Mm -hmm. Just too much, I don't want to call it dirt, but like pine, earth. It was just too much pungent. I just couldn't get past it. Even in a dirty martini, mm -hmm. it was just too much for me. But I did like, Hendrix is the best thing I can compare this to because Hendrix is very light on those. It's more floral than that juniper to me. And it's, it's also about $20 more a bottle than this, but it's on the same premium level. So... Yes, some people love exactly what the the blue sapphires of the world are. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so new ones out there too. Uh, Aviation, Ryan Reynolds, that's yeah. his brand. Uh, there's there's a lot of good gins out there now. They're getting less, I think. Uh, full botanical, a little more citrus or whatever forward. So, okay. um, no, I don't really know what's the best for mixing and what's good over that one category. I just don't know that well. Gotcha. Uh, I got into it because of Gentle Ben. I can drink this drink I'm about to make y'all all summer long. Yeah. Nice. And I want to say it's the, not the lowest calorie, but it's like the cleanest spirit you can drink if you're on that, like count every single calorie you can. Mm -hmm. I think it has less than even vodkas in this gin. It's like, it's so light and refreshing. Yeah, so. I have heard that the clearer the liquid, the better the calories are for you. If, if you're on a diet and you're trying to watch your, your numbers, on that, clear, clear liquors are better than dark liquors, if, if, if I got that right. And while he's mixing, Lauren, do you want to give us a trivia question? So most people think the origin of gin originated in England. Does anyone know its true home? Okay, I kind of know. You, you do? I think it's the same origin as Vok. I'm going to say Close. Kind it of is neighborhood. close. Yeah. Is that close? I don't know geometry. I don't know either, but <laughs> <laughs> it's an <laughs> And for that other fact, I'm not sure Vok was invented in either, but people think it's <laughs> And I do believe oh, actually made the very could be wrong. Maybe we can bleak that out for the next trivia yeah. question next month. Yeah, we'll have to do yeah. some research. Yeah, it'll be some littered with bleeps going on. <laughs> yeah, this first is going to be a lot of bleeps up there. Like, Dan, you're banging around on the table. You're doing this. So, gentlemen, has gin. What else do they have? So, they have a wonderful vodka. And uh, now we have a 94 proof bourbon that's available year round. Okay. That I'm excited one, for that one. We. We'll have one at the Christmas party tomorrow night. A drink with it called a winter. It's called a winter lemonade. It's going to be Ooh. nice bourbon lemonade. It's really good. So, yeah. So the ninety-four percent, ninety-four proof is a blend of 
So the first four batches, you're getting number, I think, five tomorrow, which is a different process. But the first four batches, I think they had, they brought it in at a three-year from another huge supplier, which is very common. Um, unless you're a really big Jack Daniels, Buffalo Trace, uh, a lot of our successful, usually Texas brands, like you've seen Yellow Rose and others. Yeah. A lot of these bigger distilleries also buy bulk from other you know, factories around the nation. This is a premium three-year already aged. But they bring it into their to their uh, processing plant in Alvin at three years. They process it, then they aged it for almost another year in their barrels, which is brand new white oak barrels. Mm -hmm. which you have to use that to make they call it a bourbon. Then they bottled it. So, um, moving forward with the one I think we're getting tomorrow, they aged it the same way took it out of the barrels, they process it, then they bottle it. So we're gonna see kind of a difference of the first four batches, I believe, and moving forward. So you're getting at least, uh, I think, a th four year now moving forward with General Ben every time. And they, they, they age it, process it, they cut that burn off, then they bottle it now. And very excited about the, the new batch coming out. Plus, they have a cast strength that's now available. That's 117 proof. Whoa! Wow. So we don't have that one for our uh, our our Christmas party tomorrow night, but we will have about five allocated cases coming in next week. Some of our bigger uh, class B and liquor stores, but you can always try all of these at the tasting room. You know, and they love us over there. Yeah, so we definitely need to check that out. You need to come out. check it out if y'all uh, have not. Done. Have you been there? Today? I have not. I want to because I, I have gone to their website. And I've, I've seen the pictures of their tasting room, and it looks like just the coolest, mm -hmm. chillest little lounge to be in. I heard someone explain it, which is really good, as you're walking into a set of Yellowstone. It's the, I can see that. It's like a beautiful hunting lodge bar. So that's the way I can explain it. So it's really nice. So I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure this will be my first sip of gin. I don't think I've ever had gin. Really? Yeah. You want to try a little bit by itself first so you can get the full, yeah, let's yeah. Do full that. effect of it? Yeah. We can do that. I um, had gin and tonics a long time ago, and <laughs> it ruined it for me. <laughs> so, But I, it was bad, bad, bad. I'm going to pour a little bit just on your ice in here just so you can try it. It smells good. Yeah, so yeah, you, you get that smell first. And I wish we had another gin to smell next to it first, but it's very citrus forward. That's what I like about it. I get a lot of more lemon than lime, but at the end, I think you kind of get some of those, they call it botanicals. It's not always juniper, more floral maybe, mm -hmm. but if you smell like a, one of those other gins out there, it's to me, it's all earth and pine needles compared to this. Yeah, when you smell it, it's, it doesn't like punch you in the face. Like it's a good refreshing smell. So this that is your is first good. gin. I wish I could have you try another one first. I know. Because <laughs> I was waiting for that. You know when you take a sip of cough syrup and you do that little shake, the little shimmy? Ooh. Yeah. I was waiting for that. I don't, it never hit me. Like okay. when you do tequila? Yeah. Oh, that's a whole different body. <laughs> I think you'll shimmy on that one. <laughs> but that is, that is very good. And I do get those, those little whiffs of like of citrus or something going on. Like, I smell something going on. It's, it's it. smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth. I like it. It's doing really well in the market as well. We just have to get people to, to understand it's not, if you don't like gin, please try this. That's kind of like our concept because yeah. 
your vodka drinkers that don't like gin will jump on this like, okay, mm-hmm. now I like this. And that's what I did. Yeah. Uh, I can see so, that. Absolutely. Yeah, that was nothing like what I was expecting. Same. I thought it was really, really going to bite me. I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't. And no, I'm not, not saying that just for the sake of, of you know, recording. Like, that was legit. Very, very good. That was good. I'm glad you like because it's one of my uh, summer drinks. I want to do, um, <clears throat> sorry, I want to do uh, the comparison tastings that we talked about so we can try our products and then another yes. product that we may not carry. Yeah, so this is a premium vodka in that $20 to $25 range That's retail a, mm-hmm. category. And there's four others above uh, Gentle Ben by a few dollars that are in every bar. It's a call. People know the name. Mm-hmm. And that's our biggest uh, challenge is, like, we know you have, you know, letter A through C. But let's just try them real quick, you know. Just try your favorite first and try this one. It costs you about $3 cheaper a bottle. Mm-hmm. And give me your, your honest, you know, opinion. And I've only had one person say... You know, it's just too smooth. I like that burn. I like that alcohol taste. Yeah. I've had that happen one time. Everyone else might not like the taste, but never say this is rough. This is, this is, this is just too much, too much burn. If they do that, they just don't like vodka. Yeah. And I got to be honest, who sips vodka straight? Pretty much no one. But if For you fun. Put, if, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, if you if you try them side by side by anyone else, you can at least give you that that variable and you're like, okay, they're doing something different there, and that's that you can definitely try it and you can tell. So, so yeah, this is the. Uh, I wish I had a name for this, but it's just lemon squeeze, lime squeeze with the gin and then some bubbly water, and it's just a, you know, you can finish off with a little lime wheel for garnish. But this is a wonderful summer, spring summer drink. Uh, is this your this is their at their. This is their make. They're their make at okay. the tasting room. I think they call it the, the Ricky. Or I, I forget what they call <laughs> this one. I know it's one of Ricky Ford's founders' favorite drink. He, he he'll usually have at the at the tasting room. That's why I, I jumped on it. So. Cheers, Cheers y'all. Oh, that's good. That is so good. That is very good. It's uh. It's, now it's, I know why it's like your yeah, summer yeah. chill it's like a go-to. gin middle ground. Yeah. You know, a little bit of citrus happiness. and I just like the bubbles. Anything cocktail, Yeah. I like the bubbles. You know, the, the sparkling water gives a nice little... The carbonation kind of gives it taste to. Yeah. You know, not Everything just, is just so light and it just blends really well. Yeah. Nothing's absolutely. like overpowering. Yeah, it you don't get hit with out. nothing. Yeah. Nothing lingering. Mm-hmm. You know, it like... I don't know. Yeah, I, I could totally chill by a pool with this or something, you know? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> this is good. I'm glad y'all like it. Yeah, that's one of our simplest drinks we make and offer for the put on the menu because, you know, simple ingredients they already have. And uh, no one's really ordering a summer ginger. Some people are, but mm-hmm. it's usually like a martini. You know, this is, a, yeah. this is getting into that little vodka person drink to me. And it's gin, something kind of a little more fancy and classy, I think. So this is really good. This I would make this good. at home, like. Yeah. So when we when we share that this episode is out, we will post the recipe if anyone wants to try it at home, 
Or, like Danny said, you can go out to General Ben's, hang out in the, the lounge area, get a little mixed drink going on, and relax. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great spot. I think it's open 3 to 8, Wednesday through Sunday now. They just extended their days of uh, being open recently. They already remodeled the tasting room one time. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they'll be open, I think it's 3 to 8, Wednesday, Thursday. F- yeah, I think it's 3 to 8. Uh, Wednesday through Saturday, uh, through Sunday now. Okay. So you know, always, you know, they have so many private parties that do come up though. So I recommend mm-hmm. going on their social media page, and they'll okay. post every day. They're going to close early or, or be closed, but they're getting very popular. And that Saturday night seems like it's always closed because it's getting into. I don't know if it's even. It, it must be company parties for oh, now, probably. but it could be you know going into spring. It could be people. Mm-hmm. With their wedding receptions That's or, what I was or whatever, say too. It's so wedding season. Yeah, just always check their their page first. But normally Wednesday through Sunday, three to eight, it's a, it's a good spot to hang. And you know we have the we have the all your major uh, package stores. We do have you know all the flavors now. So if you go to your Total Wines and you're in Pearland for us or any of the specs, even Economy Liquor uh, in Galveston, they're all carrying all the Gentle Bend products. So it's it's getting way more convenient to find it pretty much uh, anywhere in our, our footprint because they've done so well with us to partner up and get that distribution and we're getting some really good rebuys as well so it's it's a moving profitable and very good liquid to, to have in our portfolio well I know uh, one of the things we've talked about doing is we're calling it pub on the run okay. so maybe we can all take a little trip down there to General Ben's and hear from them themselves and absolutely i'm gonna walk or stroll but i'll I'll meet you guys there i can't run (laughs) yeah yeah we can do that you know they've had some they have a a radio station that advertises them at some sports station you've probably heard it but they'll set up in there oh every quarter and do their show there so they'll be way open us going in there they already have a little table set up nice so we could definitely go and the, the 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 crowd that comes there are getting uh, normalized or used to the fact that they're going to have a radio show in there, and they just do their own thing. And that's super. You cool. get the background ambiance and yeah. just doing your show, and they'll stop and involve the crowd and do raffles and stuff like that. Or we could stop, do a trivia question, you yeah. know, yeah. and still do the show. But yeah, it's a it's definitely uh, a good spot to do uh, a remote for sure. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we're gonna be doing. Hopefully quite a few of those, just packing up and going somewhere. That sounds fun. Doing some learning, educating. Yeah. Some sharing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to say, Danny, you set the bar with this one. Yeah, oh, this one. You. You're going to have to... Oh, come on, man. You're going to have to keep up with that one, man. This okay. is good. I'm well, still we, sitting we, on it. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It. There so you go. We can yeah. get really creative. and Yeah, there's so much we can do uh, with so much different... Um, options we have at Del Papa and areas we can do this with it's yeah this is going to be really fun oh yeah so I'm excited thank you all for getting this set up and getting me on here to hang out with y'all it's, it's fun absolutely man. thank you thanks thanks for being our pubologist yeah. yeah the mastermind behind all these great drinks that we're going to be having my pleasure well guys it's our last call we want to thank danny bynum for coming in here and sharing all his knowledge with us it will definitely not be the last time he'll be frequent on the show um thanks to gentle ben and their delicious gin that we tried 
for the first time, that was for, actually really, really good. Yeah, for the first time, well, for awesome. me in a long yeah. time, uh, trying gin, it was amazing. It was so good. You made me a believer. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Again, I'm Dale. I'm Lauren. And I'm Danny. And as always, be safe and drink responsibly. Mm-hmm.